Co-Conspirators is a comedy podcast. We in no way endorse or believe the theories suggested during our program. Everything can be explained. Everything. Welcome back to... Hey, Alex. <laughs> Before you uh, start... <laughs> can, you, can you look at me? I'm the captain. And welcome to Co-Conspirators. I'm your new host for this episode, Nico. And joining me, as always, is... Justice. Sloan. And I'm your sexy first mate, Alex. You just got oh, Tom Hanks. I don't like this. Oh. Boom. I thought we were gonna, like, start <laughs> over. I didn't know this is real. Oh. Nope, you're gonna keep that in. Oh, yeah. We're talking about boats. Apparently, I didn't know it was a boat, so I've learned something. It was a ship? What's the difference? Fucking educate me. What's the difference between a boat and a ship? Wait, is it the thing like all ships are boats, but not all boats are ships? Is it kind of like that? Like a square yeah. and a rectangle? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of well, like, I, never mind. like, a, I like a hot dog this. and a sandwich. Ships are just the larger end of the floating vessel spectrum. Is a dinghy the smaller end? Or is it a raft? Would a raft... Is a raft a boat? A raft is a boat. Yeah. If it was a really big one, it might be a ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is it still a raft See, at that if point? if you tied though? two ships together, that's a raft. So not all ships are rafts, but all rafts no. could be made of shift. You ships. can make You can make a ship... You can make multiple ships into a raft. I get it. Yes. Okay. Oh my god. And that solves the conspiracy for this episode. <laughs> Join me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've been out. No, okay. Yeah, we're, okay. We're, we're, we're talking about a specific ship, though, right? Yes. We're talking about the Carol A. Deering. Um, Goddamn a, Carol A. Deering. I think it was... Mm-hmm. I actually didn't, I didn't write it down. I think it was a three-masted uh, schooner. Schooner, schooner, schooner. Schooner. I, I read schooner. it as tuner. Um, tuner? Yes, yeah, I, I think the yes S is silent. Well, that's my favorite kind of sandwich. Is sco- uh, cooner. Sco- uh, never mind. It's, it's, it's a tuna salad joke. Tuna salad's not even good. I don't care. Fuck it. Have you guys ever heard? You guys have never. So you guys have never heard of this before, right? Never mind. No. Well, I have heard about boats and ships before. I, like, it's kind of surprising because it like is associated with like the coast of North Carolina. Correct. I'm learning so much. Yes. And I mean it was only the event of the the ghost ship becoming a ghost ship took place in the 1920s. Uh it was 1921. Mm-hmm. So like I kind of thought that maybe you guys would have like heard of it. Um there's actually the the ship's uh bell and the capstan which is like the the thing that turns the anchor mm-hmm. that you see everyone pushing in like movies, the giant thing that spins. Like Pirates of the Caribbean. The spokes, mm-hmm. uh, those are in the graveyard of the Atlantic Museum on Hatteras. Didn't know so, that. Existed. I was thinking you guys would, may have. Why would they have, have heard of this. put? Why would they have put a graveyard in a museum for Atlantis? And that's kind of weird. That must be a very interesting place. <laughs> you're a monster. You catch you're like every monster. half word, right? Like, 
Yeah. That was <laughs> I assume that's like an internet I issue. I completely no. forgot what she said as soon as I started responding to it. Um, right there, I was like, what was the name of that again? It had Atlantis in it and a graveyard. I Yeah, I forgot. I've spoken to Justice many times in person. It's not an internet thing. It's a brain thing. What? Totally an internet thing. I don't know what you're talking about. So, I really wish I could ask Justice what he thought happens, but... We can't even with this one. You well, can't like, ask him. Ask him I mean, can we ask like more basic questions? Like, oh yeah, let's, what let's do you talk about... what do you think? Like this ship, uh, we I mean, it's a it's a tuner. Um, we've established tuner. that, but like, what did the tuner do? So it um, floated. Mm-hmm. That was its most important aspect. Okay, why did it float? Uh, many many people might ask, did it float? But yes, the answer was yes, and <laughs> it floated because of density levels density? Okay. in its make why uh, what were people taking advantage of this um miraculous ability to float like why did Sorry, people did you say sponge no <laughs> no what did not they took advantage <laughs> of floating abilities clearly because they um they wanted to uh impress people they didn't fall under the water all the time, you know? Okay, Everybody so this was like a showboat. straight into the water. It was, yes. A literal showboat. It was like boat. the first magician. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it had shows on it where people okay. would be, they would just stand there and everybody else would be very impressed that they weren't underwater at that moment. Okay. Is this like kind of like a precursor to like one of those like casino river boats? Like it kind of gets out of Ooh, like, like a paddle yeah. boat? Well, yeah. I was like thinking like yeah. more to like get around like legal issues by like being on the water they somehow can gamble oh that's what those do oh my so you're saying that the water wait i was thinking of inside a casino there was a small river like a moat with the boat in it and (laughs) does that make it international (laughs) waters (laughs) there's a there's a casino boat where i'm from but then there's also a actual casino with a uh, river boat inside of it it's built they built a moat like underneath it so that way it's not on land it's the weirdest thing ever like there's these beautiful fountains in the front and then you just notice that they just kind of go under the building there's this, this huge hollow thing and you're like hmm interesting. so the whole okay. casino is floating technically yes that's impressive can you get, like, I wonder how many, like, legal issues I could get out of by just um, building a moat. Maybe land taxes, because there's no land underneath you. Oh, property taxes, I mean, you, yeah. Yeah. If you fill it with, with, like, crocodiles or alligators or something, then you can literally get out of anything, because no one can get you to stop you, right? Unless they bring yeah. snakes. Go on. Snakes? Knows. Yeah. Or clocks. Have you heard about, like, those pythons? Like in the Everglades, that have been like eating alligators. Oh, you mean like big snakes? I thought you just meant like like a little garden, garden snake snakes or something. Oh. Yeah, cobra and like go get them. I mean, you got to start them young. <laughs> well, that's why you you get um uh what's a ricky ticky tavy? What are those things called? Mongoose. Mongoose. You get mongoose, and you train them to be best friends. It's mongoose no, is plural. Just like big with the alligators, train them to love and befriend the crocodile and alligators, and they all work as a unit. 
pretty sure that you'd have to train the crocodiles to love the mongoose because they would eat them. No, mongoose are natural predators no. of everything. They will, much like honey yeah, badgers, they will kill everything. I mean, also the mongoose there is to is there to protect. It, it does not have I want you to send me a video of, of a mongoose killing oh a crocodile, please. Well, no, I please. don't want to promote animal violence, you monster. That's no, natural. no, it happens in nature. It's it's someone caught it on film. It's not the issue of it attacking the alligator. It's the issue of it wanting to protect the alligator. So you're saying that there are underground mongoose alligator fight rings? I'm just learning that if a mongoose killed an alligator, what? if it just built a moat and lived inside it, it would be safe from the law, right? Yeah, exactly. that's how I. That's how I'm going to get out of like paying next year's taxes. Okay, so Carol All right, Deering. Caroline yeah. Deering. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Sloan both saw oh, that God. we were too off the rails. It's all right. All right. So yeah, we're on a boat. Um, the Caroline Deering, which you can just call the Deering or Deering for short, uh, was a. Can I call it the A? It was. <laughs> It was a uh, a masted ship, so like kind of a classical looking seafaring vessel. Yeah, I like a pirate ship. It's just you know, mm-hmm. it's not. It wasn't a modern ferrying vessel. Although what it did was it was a coal carrier, so it would go pick up coal. A lot of times we think of like there are ships made for that now, like barges and haulers and things like that. But this was. I don't know. I think about it in my head, and I'm like, that's such a weird-looking ship for this job. It was uh, only a year old uh, when it started this voyage that would ultimately end in its death. Well, don't make it sound um, so sad. It's a ghost. Well, it's, it's a ghost ship, uh, supposedly. Yeah, it it's, it's, yeah. it's a ghost now. It was a baby. It's going to be dead yeah. on the water. So, don't talk about dead water right now, please. I can't. <laughs> In July of 1920, Deering sailed from Puerto Rico up to Newport News to pick up coal, which it was going to then take to Rio de Janeiro. It was captained by William H. Merritt, a World War I hero who had been awarded a lot of honors for actually like saving the crew Did of his ship. Did you get a lot of Merritt badges? Uh, that's not funny. That's what I was going to ask, funny. though. That's well, awful. It's a, it's a dumb funny. joke. Every badge that he got was a merit badge. <laughs> his first mate was his son. Oh, that's got. Oh, sad. that's nepotism. <laughs> it's also nepotism. Whose name was Seawall? So it's a very <laughs> fitting name. Um, they had a crew of ten men, whom were all Scandinavians. Most of them were uh, Danes, I believe. Were they? Were they? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they left. We'll find out later. Uh, Virginia in August mm-hmm. 1920 uh, set sail for Rio with this coal. Uh, just a little a short ways into the journey, Merritt fell ill, uh, and the Deering pulled into port in Delaware to coal drop sickness. him and Seawall off. Coal sickness. This is what I was thinking when you described them falling ill. Mm-hmm. They had a cargo full of coal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the ship's chef might have been accidentally grabbing from the coal barrels when he was meant to grab from the bread barrels, you know. 
they're sitting right next to each other. And so they were <laughs> accidentally eating coal <laughs> the whole time, and so he got coal sickness. Yeah, you ever, like, mix that up? <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah, no. yeah I, I mean, know. George Orwell wrote about that. God knows. In the road to in the road to Wagon Pier, not the other one that people seem to think are is good. God knows. Every time I'm on a picnic, I always have a hard time. Like, do I eat this sandwich or this random rock on the ground? And it's like, man, <laughs> real fifty well, fifty. And you know, on the boat, coal, they, coal sickness is like scale. the biggest. Re- eating coal by accident is the biggest reason I'm for clean energy sources. <laughs> That's if that's I accidentally reason, eat I hydroelectric power, that's fine. Coal. That's just water. Yeah. Coal yeah. sickness is actually uh, the number two killer of like sea faring people, right behind scurvy. Who? And scurvy's like just barely mm-hmm. edging it out. Coal sickness is. A and well, actually, a lot of times people who get coal sickness also get scurvy because they're accidentally eating coal instead of citrus. And not oranges. So it's a little bit of like a kind of comparing apples and oranges. If the apples and oranges were also the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So after he got sick, what happened? Uh, The Deer and Company uh, hired Captain Willis B. Wormwell, a retired 66-year-old veteran sea captain, and Charles B. McClellan uh, as first mate to captain this voyage that was already in progress. It was kind of a quick switch. But the rest of the crew uh, wasn't sick or anything like that, so they stayed aboard. The the Scandinavian people, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a new date to sail, which was September 8th. Uh, they left without a problem and uh, arrived in Rio, uh, dropped off their coal. Mm-hmm. Uh, while they were there, oh, I'm sorry, did I write his name wrong or am I saying it wrong? The captain's name was Wormel, not Wormwell, or whatever I said before. Right. Uh, anyway. There's no second W. Yeah, I, I thought there was. I'm reading this at a small font at a distance. Well, I apologize. Uh, Wormel met another captain that he knew in Rio for, like, a hangout session. Uh, mm-hmm. Captain Goodwin. They were, they were friends. And he met for just, like, a good classic shit-talk-your-crew type thing, where he said that he didn't like his crew, and... I don't know, it just, like, pretty much was, like, they're a bunch of assholes yeah, or something. Them. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he did say, though, that the exception was the engineer, Herbert Bates, whom Goodwin also knew. So this this other, this sailor, this engineer on the Deering was known uh, by this other captain as well. They left uh, Rio uh, in early December of 1920 and stopped in Barbados for supplies before uh, they were going to go north further. Mm-hmm. While they were there, the first mate, McClellan, got drunk in town and complained to another captain. There's a lot of this going on, where they talk to other captains. It's a lot of gossip. They're drama queens. Yeah. He complains to Hugh Norton uh, of the Snow, mm-hmm. which is the name of this other ship, okay. that Wormel interfered with his like running of the crew and that he had bad eyesight. So captain uh, just nobody likes him and he doesn't like anybody apparently uh later captain norton his first mate and another crewman or another captain actually heard mcclellan say 
I'll get the captain before we get to Norfolk. I will. He's gonna get him and take his hand in marriage! Okay, so have we gotten to North Carolina yet? No, we're still in Barbados. Fucking hell, okay. Uh, most rom-coms Why? take only no, about I, three days. I, I, I did research, but it kind of comes up when we get to North Carolina. <laughs> All right, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you when we get back to North Carolina. Okay, just give me the signal. I, I guess... Was that the signal? No, I'm sorry, that wasn't the signal. <laughs> there... <laughs> I'm not sure why, but when I was doing this research, I was seeing these odd gaps of time. Mm-hmm. They stopped in Barbados on December 2nd, and then they didn't set sail again until January 9th. They were down, They were in Barbados for just a whole month. I was trying to figure out, like, how do they, like, pay for a room and board, or, like, if there's any sort of, like, dock fees, or, like, their food while we're there. there. I was trying to figure out, like, well, what they were doing for so long. I think it's like weather issues and things, but I found it very odd. It seems to me that he, you know, one of, I forget the names already, Wormel and that other guy was like, I'm going to get him. Yeah. He got his hand in marriage and then they had to have a, they had to plan the wedding for a month and then they had oh, the yeah. wedding and then they had the honeymoon and then I they mean, were like, if oh, you're man, like, I forgot about you're this in Barbados. whole time. You're in Barbados. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect place to Barbados. be. You're in Barbados. It's perfect. And then <laughs> well, they, you know, they had to remember about the cold. It's and they a were perfect like, destination. There was a little. There was a little setback to their wedding because McClellan was arrested while drunk while they were in Barbados. Well, nobody's uh, perfect. Uh, where Mel bailed him out though, in order for them to sail north again. Probably for the the bat- say bachelor party. Where Mel kind of falls into that trap of like, I can fix him. We can make this work. Yeah. And that was his downfall. He just, you know, he says that, like, you know, the drinking will stop. He just needs to get on the right path. Mm-hmm. Once he's, you know, once he's sober for a little while, everything will be better. Yeah. He does love me. He didn't mean yeah. to hit me. You know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. We've probably heard it before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's a relationship. It's a rocky road. You got to get, you know, you got to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I want to make it clear that we don't condone violence uh, against partners in a relationship. Yeah, let's be clear yeah. about that, you fucking You're right, that was an abusive <laughs> relationship. Does that have to be said? Yeah. So January 9th, they continue headed north from Barbados. Their, their goal is Virginia. They don't <gasps> make it. Because they <gasps> get to North Carolina. Was that the signal? Yeah, go for it. All right. So, I did a little research myself. On April 11, 1921, a local fisherman named Christopher Columbus Gray, uh, no relation, claimed to have found a message in a bottle floating in the waters off Buxton Beach, North Carolina. He swiftly Buxton? turned it over to authorities. Yes, Buxton. Buxton. <laughs> Buxton. No, B. With a B. B as in B-U-X. Buxton. Okay. I thought it was, I thought it was <laughs> Buxton, and I was like, hell yeah, North Carolina. <laughs> <clears throat> he swiftly turned it over to authorities. The text of the message was as follows. And I'm going to read this in the dialect of the time. <laughs> During captured by oil burning boat, something like chaser. Taking off everything, handcuffing crew. Crew hiding all over ship, no chance to make escape. Finder, please notify headquarters Deering. Uh, and the, the handwriting of this uh, and the letter was identified uh, that of the ship's engineer, Bates, who is the only person that Wormel liked. Uh, he was the best man. Yeah. At the wedding? 
Oh. Oh, this is unfortunate because it was, it was, um, it was identified by the widow of Captain Wormel, which Ooh. <laughs> an affair. No, I think this is she, the person she never knew about married it. down in Barbados. Oh. Oh, you think that? Yeah. That I make sense like that the they widow. would know Bates. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I did. I, I I looked into that a little bit more, and I started to try and piece together the puzzle um, of the note. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the so the the Deering captured uh, and said something about a burning boat, and like that the uh, no chance to make escape. That burning boat. You know who likes burning boats? Vikings. Vikings oh, love Vikings. setting boats on yes. fire for dead people. Those weren't oh, Scandinavians. Like, okay. Those were Norse. My God. <gasps> Norse are Scandinavian. Go on. This is a little bit more specific. Specifically, they were attacked. <laughs> okay, okay. I was thinking. I was thinking they were attacked by outside forces of Vikings. It was the v- Vikings on the inside. It was an inside job. And then they they know, had a the secret smaller fire. metal burning boat <laughs> inside a submarine that the bottom of the boat. The bottom of the Caroline Deering like opened up, and then the submarine dropped out, and then they threw flaming arrows up out of the submarine into the rest of the boat, and then boom, and then they shut it back. Something like escape. that. Something yeah. like that. But all I can say for certain is the reason they couldn't find the crew is because they are in Valhalla. Aww. And yes, I like that. That's case amazing. closed. God damn. That's so good. That's so good. You did see the end of how that note turned out, though, right? Uh, no, I stopped reading as soon as I had my uh, story <laughs> straight. It was a forgery, and the man who found it admitted to it being a forgery later. What? Because he wanted what? to get he wanted to get like a job um, with the Coast Guard or something. So he thought that if he became involved in this investigation, that like he'd kind of be on the inside and make connections and just be able to get to get a job with the. <laughs> I respect the hustle, but I am. This is a profound betrayal. <laughs> what I know. Can't believe this. I to run. I know. I was really excited about the the message in the bottle too. I was like, "That's pretty cool." And then I was like, "It's total bullshit. That's not do you fair." Feel like I really did. You think growing up you'd find more messages in bottles? I actually did you ever a find in a bottle. Wait, Alex, have you ever yeah. found a message in a bottle? No. But, like, I feel like in cartoons and, like, media and stuff, like, I just, like, it was something, like, they were, like, everywhere. Oh, okay. So, like, in fiction, yeah. that was a thing. Yeah, it's like, growing up. Okay. It's like quicksand. Growing, yeah, like, qui- exactly, like quicksand. Like, I just thought, like, that would be a bigger part of my life is, like, walking down a beach and be like, oh, a message in a bottle. Let's go find the treasure. Or, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, it's a love letter. Oh, that's so sad. Anyway. Yeah, I found a message oh, in a bottle. Oh, fuck! <gasps> what did Sounds it say? Like my dream life. Was it by... St- was it by the police? Nope. Uh, no, I I was in Florida, and I was maybe like 11 years old or something like that, and I found the message in a bottle. It was pretty cool. Uh, just finding it. The message was pretty mundane. It was just like Said somebody nudes. that same year had like chucked it from like an hour's drive away or something like that oh, into yeah. the ocean. I don't remember what it said. It just said like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember. <laughs> 
I had a message in a bottle kit, and it even had like a little wax to melt on the cork to Aww. seal it. Was it a glass bottle or a it was a glass bottle? bottle. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys want to go get? And now because she said this specifically, plastic bottles, and I'll write messages and toss <laughs> them in the ocean. Well, what if we toss them in a pool and then discover it on the other side of the pool, and then we I'm recycle the bottle write... afterwards? I like the recycling part, but let's just not buy plastic in the first place. <laughs> Dearest Beatrice, you up? No. I'm gonna write mine in a plastic bottle, and the message is gonna be: if this is found and not inside of a turtle, throw back in ocean. Brutal. <sighs> <laughs> I also threw mine into a creek, and so it probably never went back to the ocean. <laughs> Dearest Beatrice. What lake? A creek. It was attached no, to the I ocean, you said but, a lake. but it was pretty deep into the creek. I could have gone out further towards the ocean, but I, I was like, I don't have the time. I just want to throw it in. Maybe Dearest, somebody found it. You never know. Dearest Beatrice. If you or a loved one has mesophilia, <laughs> dearest Beatrice, send ankle pics. So, at what point did it become ghostly? Yeah, when wait. Missing, there was a fake. If there wasn't this bottle, happened. Yeah. This is where things kind of get they kind of get weird. Um, so, the last time the ship was seen was January twenty eighth, nineteen twenty one. Uh, the Cape Lookout Lightship off of North Carolina sighted the Deering when the Deering hailed them. So the Deering and the Lookout Ship uh, came within distance. Captain Jacobson of the Lightship reported a tall, thin man with reddish hair and foreign accent speaking through a megaphone, telling him the Deering had lost its anchors in a storm off of Cape Fear and asked that the Deering Company be notified. They didn't ask for a tow or anything. They were just like, just no, they didn't. They didn't want any sort of help. They just wanted to like relay this, which is kind of an odd thing. It's like, why? Why don't you just tell them later? Yeah, or something. But also, the fact that it, it wasn't the the captain. It was somebody with a foreign accent, probably one of the the regular. I don't know what to call them. Sailors, deckhands. I don't know what their jobs were specifically, but. Uh, was probably the one that spoke to him, which was odd. Which may indicate that shit had gone off the rails. The captain wasn't there. A mutiny. Possibly. Um, Jacob Jacobson also. Why would they want to contact the company if they had mutinied it? When they want to keep it a secret. Well, they may have insurance. Probably. They may have wanted to make it look like they were making an effort to also be seen and talk to somebody and like identify themselves jacobson also noted that the crew was he said milling around the quarter deck where they normally weren't allowed so the quarter deck is like it's the raised deck behind the main mast of a ship and it's where Mm -hmm. like usually the only person up there is like the captain or the first mate like the crew doesn't have really jobs in that area that they need to be doing it's usually like the higher level stuff is going on there. The crew's down on the poop deck. That's like where like the steering wheel is. This is how you drive a boat. I think the <laughs> wheel is there, yeah. Yeah, the steering wheel of the ship. Um, yeah, but he noticed that the people there was like a like 
most of the crew was up there, which mm-hmm. was odd. Maybe they were having Higginson's a staff radio meeting. was out. So he did write all of this down instead of like reporting it right away. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have like records of things like this. Uh, the next day, another vessel spotted the Deering sailing a course that would take it directly onto the Diamond Shoals. <gasps> the Diamond Shoals. I don't know where that is. Me they neither. made a diamond? Really? The Diamond Shoals are uh, infamous. Because of all the coal that gets turned they into s- diamonds. They sharp and they scrape. All of the ships with the coal sink there, and then the water presses them into diamonds. Exactly. Oh my god. No, the Diamond Shoals are these underwater sandbars that extend uh, eight miles out from Cape Hatteras. They're hidden beneath waves, and they're, they change a lot, so they're really hard to record exactly where they are and how to get around them. They are believed to be responsible for up to 600 shipwrecks along the Cape Hatteras shoreline, an area commonly known as Graveyard of the Atlantic. That's a lot of insurance claims. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean... You can make a lot of money that way. This place is well known, and for this ship to be sailing directly for it after they identified themselves and made everything look normal, it's it's all very... Insurance odd. fraud. Screams. Well, I don't, I don't know about insurance fraud, but maybe... maybe. Could be. Um, uh, well, as we all know, every major ship sinking is because of insurance fraud. Or the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. Or, or both. The Bermuda Triangle has been blamed for this. Or the or an it's iceberg. along the North Carolina coast. The Bermuda Triangle is everywhere. We've talked about this. It travels. Mm-hmm. The Bermuda Triangle is the Salem Witch Trials of the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> it is just a catch-all, blame something on someone uh, okay. you don't like. I was like, they accuse sea witches? Yeah, sirens. Those are mermaids. Yeah, yeah. Fucking sirens sank Carol A. A. Deering and got the insurance money. And stole all the voices of the sailors. They ate the coal. So and that blamed they blamed their <laughs> fishermen. Turned into mermaids. And stole the diamonds from the shoals. And then the Vikings uh-huh. came. And they killed the Vikings. <laughs> and they and went then they to, and then the Vikings fire. went to Valhalla. <laughs> Is there more to this story, or do we just kind of summarize it all? Yeah, you guys got it. Perfect. No, That's it. Okay. Well, there's the there is the the finding of the abandoned ship. Do you guys want to hear about that? <gasps> yes. I mean, we got time. Wait, let me guess what happens actually. All right, go on. So they sold. They sold. <laughs> they sailed. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they sailed straight into the diamond <laughs> to the diamond shoals, and they their boat was cut to ribbons because they were mm-hmm. so sharp, and the the diamonds were, and because it was cut to ribbons, it was it it was like a shredder, like a paper shredder. It was perfectly mm-hmm. like sliced, and mm-hmm. in the water it, it got all like it soaked up with water, so it was all like you know, kind of floppy. The wood was oh, like yeah. noodles. soaked with water, like, like noodles. wet noodles. Turned into noodles. Okay. Everybody was swimming around, um, and so the boat sank. But everybody knew how to tread water, so they were all fine. Mm-hmm. They swam off to wherever, and then uh, and then the boat actually accidentally sank down underneath the Diamond Shoals, and underneath there, Sea Witch lives, and she okay. was like, "Ooh, perfect! Uh, this is great." So 
she sewed the boat back together mm-hmm. using Cause, seaweed. Because she likes a good fixer-upper, I'm guessing. Yeah, she was a crafty witch. And, yeah. and she sewed it all back up together, and then she was like, and she set, you know, she like just set it she's off like, to sail again. She was like, go with God. And yeah. sent it well, you know, you know how like you know when it's rainy and the gutters got like some water going down in it, and you make a little leaf boat and you watch how it goes. It was exactly like that, yeah, but with a real boat in the ocean. You seem like and you have follow up questions. I don't understand. I don't understand. So the ship came apart and got put back together. Yeah, like okay. uh, ship of Theseus just style. Because, just because, just because it's a weird thing. Uh, she wanted to. She was. She really. Maybe you know what? Here's what happened: is that that witch was carol a deering (laughs) she had been drowned and turned into a witch and therefore wanted her name to live on forever so when she when it stumbled into her house and got stripped into ribbons she was like i gotta fix it up Mm -hmm. carol a deering was the youngest son of the deering who owned the shipping company so you're just so maybe sexy. it was a, it was, uh, <laughs> the sun was very progressive. Yeah. Yeah. The sea witch was uh, a man, right? Yeah. Who can say? Yeah. Nobody knows. Oh I mean, sure. we kind of have to say since we're here to f- solve these things. <laughs> I need you to go on the record. We'll need to go down there and ask for uh, Carol A. Deering's pronouns and uh, how they want to be referred by. That's fair. Carol A. Deering, tweet at us. <laughs> How's it going down there? Blue? Diamond This This podcast has suddenly become a podcast for one. <laughs> yeah, it's always felt Arguably, like it has always been. I'm wondering how the Wi-Fi is down there. It comes and goes. Ebbs and flows. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, the, like the tides. It. Yeah. It's Spectrum. On January 31st, so it could be 1921, C.P. Bradley of the Coast Guard Station on the Cape sighted the Deering. It was... Scuttled? No, I think that's the term when you do it on purpose. Well, maybe it was on purpose. Uh, the ship was... Uh, ashore Mm -hmm. against the edges of the Diamond Shoals. Mm -hmm. Rescue ships were unable to approach it due to weather for a few days, so they weren't able to get on board until February 4th. Mm. So it's unknown if the crew was actually there or not when the first sighting in January happened, but they were not there on the 4th. When they discovered the ship, they found that the steering equipment had been damaged, the wheel was shattered, parts of it were missing... Uh, the log and navigation equipment were gone, the crew's personal effects were gone, and the ship's two lifeboats were also gone. Uh, the galley appeared to be in the middle of preparing food when it was abandoned. So mm. it was almost kind of like a rapture thing, too. Except that they also most of their the personal stuff was gone. Yeah, I say it doesn't yeah. feel like raptured, more like... They raptured right off into the well, lifeboats. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, they, but they no, like rapture, like it, it, it takes people's lives and and they they go to Valhalla, um, and so a lifeboat like that has a life, and I oh. mean, who are you to say oh. that the lifeboat doesn't deserve to also go to Valhalla and get raptured? Every life deserves, perhaps, and and so maybe they were in the middle of dinner, 
and preparing for dinner. They were all down there mm-hmm. in the cafeteria yep. in the boat, mm-hmm. and the even even the captain was down there. Everybody, they forgot to assign someone to the crow's nest. They had like a little chore chart, crow's nest mm-hmm. on the top, mm-hmm. and it, they spun the wheel and it never landed on crow's nest. So they forgot to put someone up there, mm-hmm. and they didn't even notice. And then someone was like, "Oh man, I need some fresh air." They went up. And they looked and they were like, oh, no, we're we're headed straight for the Diamond Shoals. There's no turning around now. And they all rushed around and took their time, packed up their stuff and got on the lifeboats and got out of there. And also sabotaged the boat because they were like, I don't want anybody else to get it. <laughs> I feel like it's uh-huh. also okay. just as plausible that they saw like, oh, we're about to die and just got the hell out of Dodge. And then scavengers came and fucking took all their stuff. I so I, my guess is so it was just, like it was just like kind of set up for dinner, right? Like someone had cooked, but like everything else was gone. It was accidentally mm-hmm. coal again. Yeah, they were, yeah. The coal scared them away. They finally realized what they were eating, and they're just like, "We have to get the fuck out of here." I think I think the shit. I think the cook was just slow on the pickup. Like he, I think everyone else got raptured, including the lifeboats, except for the cook, and he was just like. Mm-hmm. He like came out of the kitchen with his like sizzling coal uh, kebabs <laughs> and was like, "Where is everybody?" He had unfinished. He like, oh business, shit! I I, so I missed the diaspora, ready. and he like left. So there is one survivor somewhere out there cooking mm-hmm. coal patties on a maybe one of the lifeboats was left over on an open coal fire. <laughs> Perhaps, but also, why never he he never came forward? I, it'd be kind of embarrassing to be the only person not to get raptured. Yeah, you're right. You'd be like, oh yeah, it's kind of awkward. I guess uh, it's embarrassing. Yeah, the United States actually did like an investigation uh, into the ship at the time. Their ideas were things like hurricanes, piracy, Russians, rum runners. Vikings. Mutiny. And there is even a file on possible paranormal things. Vikings. Like Vikings. Vikings are Have very paranormal. Ghost Vikings. Intergalactic Vikings. Alien Vikings. Came in. Like Thor. Like from Thor. Ma- uh, from Marvel. From the Marvel like Cinematic Universe. Thor. Yeah, Thor yeah. came in. Said something that was like kind of Shakespeare-y. And then abducted mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. all into Valhalla, which is just an alien planet. Maybe he saved them when they started to uh, run aground. Sure. Maybe so. And the lifeboats as well. He, well, they took lifeboats, though. It's easy for him to carry all of them. Use them yeah. again. It's easier yeah. to carry two yeah. lifeboats boats? Boats, than, like, 30 dudes. Yeah, so you just... Pick them yeah. up and then yeah. go to Valhalla. The twelve. There was twelve people. <sighs> twelve so people. You have to give facts yeah. when yeah. we're spouting nonsense. I thought there were. Well, it, like the I, it's the also Thor. He the, likes to show off. Crew members. Like to show You're right. Off. One of the boats was empty, and he was just like, "I'll fucking take it anyway." <laughs> the God of Thunder. It's like, I need. Maybe, maybe we'll need it. Who knows? There's water in I'm, Asgard. I'm Thor, not like a like a civil engineer well, they needed or a whoever. Does, and if you take a ship, to whoever space, decides to put like a uh, lifeboat on a boat. Maybe it's like Spelljammer, the D and D setting where it's 
like spaceships and you can just put like an air bubble around like a a lifeboat and put it out in space. What if here's what here's That's another really, thought that I thought. No one's going to understand yeah, that reference. It's great. Nerd. That's some nerd yeah. shit. I don't understand that, but it did make I'll me steal think your lunch of one later. <laughs> what if they wanted to steal the the Carolay Deering? Mm-hmm. And the best way they thought was to make it look like it had been wrecked. So they built a replica wrecked version of the Carolay Deering down like to every some, single detail. Some like and Ocean's they put 11. food in it. Yeah, they Type put they shit. faked it all out. Ooh, and then okay, they sailed like away I mean, in the real one. Okay. Maybe it was a heist. Why do they because need the real one if they can build an exact replica? They didn't have because all the, the exact well, replica it doesn't have, have all the coal, coal in it. In it. Well, this one didn't either. They'd already dropped off the fucking coal. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have the coal anymore. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't know that. Yeah, they've been eating coal. They can't tell they, the difference they had between been coal too and busy. anything else. They had been too busy building the replica to like realize that the ship had already dropped it off. Yeah, clearly. God damn, we're dumb. This is the only. Not every way. heist goes to plan. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> How many heists have you successfully pulled off? Uh, three. Perfectly. Three. Perfectly. Three. With no hitches. Three. Okay, but how many heists have you tried? Oh, like ten. Uh, yeah. Ha. Yeah, see? Don't come at me with that weak sauce. <laughs> fucking wreck you old. I'm fucking ripped. So, although that this, this is, like, a great maritime mystery, there is a couple possible feasible mm. explanations, such as because of the storms and the things that kept the Coast Guard from rescuing the ship once they saw it, washed up or as it was um grounded it's possible that the crew abandoned ship mm-hmm. into the lifeboats but when unable to row ashore and were slept out to sea to a certain death in these small lifeboats that's mm. a possibility also there was another ship that was lost uh with all hands around the same area in the same time that was spotted in the area it's possible that the crew of the Deering may have been rescued by this other ship, then to unfortunately perish with them when they went down also. Ooh. Too much weight. All the yeah. all twelve extra bodies. I, that would have been I'm, They're full of coal, so yeah, they would be extra. They would heavy. be full of coal. I'm a little skeptic of them getting off the ship. Like if they were trying to escape, like the boat was already heading to land. Why not just, you know, just beach it? Yeah. I don't buy I it. I've never crashed a boat, but I assume it is not that bad. Does anybody want to challenge me with, like, a public I mean, service announcement? Don't crash far... boats. No, I mean, I was just thinking. I was like, I mean, if you crash a boat... We don't condone the, the wrecking of ships. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you crash yeah. a boat, like, why not just stay on it? Why do the people always flee? Just ride it out. No, but if it crashes on the land. Oh, there's not a lot of safety there. Also, if you... Well, things like the Diamond Shoals, when you wreck onto something like that, you're not necessarily on land. You still have to... You can still be a ways out. Like, it said that the Diamond Shoals reach up to, like, 13 kilometers, like, eight miles out to sea from, like... You can can you swim or take a lifeboat swim? swim so many miles, Justice. I don't think you can swim eight miles. I don't think he could. Let's go. 
I mean, it's salt, it's salt water. It's like you'll be a little bit more buoyant in it anyway. So That's true. That's true. However, if there was these storms and things, it would be very hard to keep your direction. Once you get down to like water level, especially like when you have miles to go, it is very hard to determine your direction once you don't have any like so. anything on the horizon that you can see. Yeah, you like can only you see about three miles now, like to the all horizon. these storms, like, like are level. we sure you can't see anything? Are we sure these? Uh, storms were natural, or were they perhaps the god of thunder? Mm. I wondered to about that up too. The escape. Yeah, mm. there was. It seems like there was a lot of storms, and they kept saying hurricanes, but that's not hurricane season. And it couldn't have just formed immediately, all suddenly, without them noticing. Yeah, because they have. It know, was the, the god the, of the thunder. Doppler training. You know, the, yeah. test where the hurricanes are, and they look at the map from the satellites. It was all there. So I feel surprisingly, with the combination of Scandinavian sailors, a flaming ship, a missing crew, and storms, in the end, it was uh, the Norse gods, right? Vikings. Some still say they can see the ghost ship floating around on the ocean. Vikings. He goes right. To this very day. He goes mm-hmm. right this episode. Uh, I was right. We, we've settled on me being right. All right. I got one finally. So, so Thor <laughs> uh, planned it all? Scoreboard. That's a uh, one Nico, uh, 20 to Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I want to get like half credit for the uh, ghost episode. Okay, 20.5. Yeah, that happened. Okay. Cool. All right, so cool, cool, we've, cool. Uh, we've cracked the case. We're, we're done here. I think I think so. I think that'll about wrap things up. Um, Swabby, would you like to take us out? No, 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 please. You go ahead. All right. Well, I've been your captain. Thank you for joining us this week. Um, say goodbye. I've been... Uh, deckhand justice. I've been the trustworthy engineer, Sloan. And I've been the god of thunder, Alex. Bye-bye. Ah, it's Captain Nico, and I have adopted this ridiculous accent for the Patreon sign-off. We would like to thank our call call conspirators, Hapunira, Kelly, Oarsman, Josh, Engineer, Rick, and Fourth Mate, Daniel, for being our lovely patrons. If you would also like to be a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash the Colcon pod. Swabby, get me some ale.